What's up, podcast? It's me, Gary. Uh, thanks for uh, listening. I really, really do appreciate it. Uh, I had a lot of fun going on Hot 97, a station that I grew up listening to. Ebro and I got to chop it up one night. Great dude. Couldn't wait to walk in to connect with the rest of his crew. A lot of interesting chatter here. Uh, I think a lot of you are going to get fired up. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Go back to your exercise. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Because we're going to be Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's Ebro on the morning. You have the beautiful Lord Styles. You have Rosenberg and Gary V. Gary V. On the program. Uh, now, Gary, uh, I'm sure most people watching this probably follow you on Instagram. How many followers do you have right now? 2.9. 2.9 million. So it's a, it's a healthy number. It's a healthy number. Um, Very healthy. Before Instagram, yes. I want to run through a few things because I know you move quick. Your mind moves fast. Before Instagram and, and your business that you do now, which is Vaynerchuk Media. Vaynermedia. Vaynermedia. Yep. Uh, you were doing what? I was uh, running my dad's liquor store in Springfield, New Jersey, uh, which was originally called Shoppers Discount Liquors. Um, I grew up in that business since I was 14. We were in the Short Hills, Milburn area. There was a little bit of money. Your parents are immigrants, right? Yeah, I, I you actually, are too. I was actually born in Belarus. In Belarus, in okay. In former Soviet Union. Uh, came here, grew up in Queens originally, then went to Dover for a quick second, and mainly grew up in Edison, New Jersey. My dad. You know, I didn't see him for the first 14 years of my life. Worked every minute, saved up all his money, and eventually bought a small store in Springfield, New Jersey. I grew up in that store, you know, two bucks an hour, bagging ice, schlepping cases. Rich people, like Mercedes yeah. and BMWs were coming into the parking lot because of Short Hills, Milburn. And I was like, they, and I could see they wanted wine. So I fell in love with wine. I was slinging baseball cards. So my life was Beckett baseball card guide. And oh, back I in love the, day, the Beckett, remember? classic. And but the, no, good I, point though, is you were selling something. You, you knew the, that you wanted to hustle something, right? You knew you had that in uh, you. Oh, if you want to take it way back, the first day I moved into Dogwood Meadows in Edison, New Jersey, three days in, I was five and a half years old, six, six and a half years old, excuse me, I was ripping flowers out of people's yards, ringing in their doorbells, and selling it oh, back so, to them. I mean, it's in your wow. blood. Like, it's wow. about blood. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this isn't, I like read some book along the way, and I was yeah. like, oh, this is about business. Like, I was a DNF student when every Russian kid that, you know, for everybody growing up in this area, like when everybody went to, you know, Brighton Beach and that Russians established shop, my parents went to New Jersey. We became Americans. We were proud of that. While they were getting A's and education was the way out, I was getting D's and F's and getting clowned on by my parents friends, my friends' parents, my teachers, but I always knew, it didn't make sense to me. When I was in sixth grade, why am I making $2,000 a weekend, right, in a mall selling baseball cards, and why am I a loser? But but for a lot of youngsters listening. So you were making money if it's a kid, you're saying, you're saying they're making fun of me and I'm actually kind of killing on the you, weekend. And you guys know this, you know, at least you two, like, you know, in the 80s and 90s, like, entrepreneurship wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, lemonade stand. You know what I mean? You know, you know uh, little DJs kid, but it was, clubs, we didn't have you know, a word maybe. for it. I could, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me spit it real straight to the kids. If this was 1994, I'd have 2.9 followers. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, right, there was right. nothing cool about businessmen and women. There was just like... There Nor was, just, was there a way to reach people on a digital platform well, in which right. you there, don't have to be out and do constantly meeting people 24-7. Right, right, right. That's right. There was, And even before the internet, like CNBC, like the like it was just old white men. There was nothing, anything. I gotta say, hip-hop made the executive cool. Hip-hop made the business... Hip-hop, hip-hop made being an executive. And maybe even Puff. Yeah, I was gonna say Diddy right, really right, 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 right. goes a long way to that whole story, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're and Russell, Russell, yeah, yeah. Russell, yeah. Well, Russell was like really for sure. Oh. But like again, this is the luxury of like if you're yeah. I was gonna go. I was gonna go Diddy today, but uh, I keep <laughs> going. I mean, Russell, you, know, you, you can't rewrite history. history. You can't rewrite history. No, you're right. You're right. 
if you have the luxury of being over 40, you watch the whole hip hop thing happen and you're absolutely right. Like we didn't see businessmen and women that had swag. Right. Like, you know, Bill Gates was as nerdy as you could possibly look right. and he was the guy. So yeah, it's, it's super interesting. But yes, to the punchline of your question, all I've ever done was work. Right. All I've ever did was work. All I ever thought about is like, can I buy this? Can I sell this? Like crazy stuff like going to the Phillipsburg Mall in Jersey, buying Shaq figures at the dollar store, walking across the street, walking across the mall and and returning them to Kmart and making <laughs> pretend I lost a receipt so I would just buy something for a dollar and get $8 back. Like whatever angle I could come up wow. with. Um, so that that was my story. And so fast forward, mm-hmm. um, when did you go Instagram or technology? Like what was you- YouTube. So, YouTube. So so actually it was winelibrary.com. I launched winelibrary.com in nineteen ninety seven. Internet was real early. The thought of a liquor store having a website made no sense. All my dad's business friends made fun of him. Like, why are you letting your son do this? The inter- this is gonna blow people's minds. The internet's a fad. That's what people were saying. In the <laughs> yeah, that's Remember? true. Yeah. Remember? That was a, a thing. fad. Wow. And so, and so I believed, I built a huge business for my dad, uh, and so it went from a three to a $45 million business in a minute, which means wow. you go from, you know, I bought my car at a garage sale. I bought a 1976 Monte Carlo for $550 at a garage sale. That's how I got my car. Now all of a sudden, my brother and sister has a Lexus. Like, I changed our family's trajectory. And then YouTube came out and I was like, there's something about this. And so YouTube was like four months old, nobody was on it. Like Lazy Sunday, that video from SNL that really made it pop. Lonely Island, yeah. Didn't come out yet, it was real early. And I'm like, something's going Mm. on with this thing. So I started a wine show. I just, with a camera like that, just started drinking wine and telling people. And what got weird was I got scared for being bullshit, so I would tell the truth. So even though I was selling the wine downstairs, I started saying things like, if you buy this wine, you're gonna get cancer. I was saying ridiculous things. I was like, do not buy this wine. This wine tastes like a sheep farted on. I was just saying ridiculous things. Wow, people loved it. They loved it because I was, people were confused. They're like, my own company was confused. People would come up to me in my own company like, we have 100 cases of this wine downstairs and you just said it tasted like if you stepped in dog poop and were cleaning your shoe. Like, nobody's gonna buy this and I'm like, I can't lie, I'm gonna lose because then somebody's gonna come up to me at a party, give me a glass of wine and be like, do you like this? And I'm gonna say no and they're like, well on the show you said it was awesome. So all I was doing was spitting fact, fact, fact. It made people trust me. It made the store blow up even more. People bought the wine to see if it actually tastes like dog shit. Both ways, right? It was weird. People were buying the wines I was clowning on just as much as the ones I was loving but what really happened was it put me into tech. A few minutes later I saw Twitter, YouTube sold to Google for $2 billion. I was like, wait a minute, there's some different stuff going on besides just, you know, like this, like what I'm doing with wine. I'm like, I'm gonna be an angel investor because I read an article that the angel investors in Google put in 25K and made like 29 million. I was like, fuck, I wanna be down with that, right? And so the next time I feel it, because I felt e-com, I felt email, I felt YouTube. I was like, the next time I feel it, I'm gonna go. And next, and next thing I know, I went to a conference in Austin, Texas, and this new thing called Twitter came out. I'm like, this is gonna be big. And this time, instead of just going on it and selling wine, I became friends with the founders. I invested. Then so how much did you put in? I put in $40,000 that made me close to $10 million. Wow. Oh, that's good, um, yeah, solid. that's a good return. <laughs> so, um, solid. You know, then, you. I, then I was in New York and Tumblr was popping with junior high kids and I was like, there's something with this Tumblr thing. So I got friendly with David Karp and I invested in that. And then I made a video that Twitter's sneaking up on Facebook and Facebook should be paying attention. And I got an email from Facebook that Zucks wanted me to come out and speak to the company because he wanted to hear why. 
I dropped my my speech, he came down, he's like, you wanna have dinner, we became friendly, and then my real game changed because I bought a bunch of stock from Mark's parents in 2008, and I haven't sold a share yet. From this Facebook? Facebook. And so like, that put me on as like, he's smart, yeah. he's an investor, he knows where the world's going, and then I decided, you know what, yeah, but I'm not really a venture capitalist, I'm not one of these Wall Street characters, I'm not a banker, like I'm not, like, I'm not that. And I was like, I'm just gonna build VaynerMedia. I'm gonna build a huge media company that just knows how to produce content for whatever comes next. Instagram was 11 days old before my brother reached out to Brisk Ice Tea, our client, and we made a Brisk Ice Tea can for South by Southwest with 100 Instagram photos on it. It was 11 days old. Mm. Like I've always been on early, but I'm giving everybody who's listening the highlights. I was on social cam early. I was on Plurk early. You don't know about these things. You give things. me some bad ones. Give exactly. us some other bad ones. Yeah, I put, what the hell is Plurk? I put a hundred thousand dollars into Yo Bongo. I thought that was gonna be. A, <laughs> I thought that Hold was on, gonna yeah. be a beast. Congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. So like, no here, Friendster money. You didn't spend no, Friendster money. No, that was before okay. my time. But All right, right, you know, here, here's what it is. It's the same old thing, right? You guys come in here. People are gonna talk about their hits. People are gonna talk about the ones they discovered. The reason winners win is because they don't give a shit what you think about their losses. The reason I roll the way I roll is I don't care what your opinion is. I don't care what my mom's opinion is. And when you're in that cocoon then you could just go fast because you know, when I love losing more than my biggest competitor loves me losing, well, I'm unbeatable. Like, cause I love losing. I love the climb. I love the grind. I don't want the riches. But it's a, you would say at this point, it's easier when you've had successes to appreciate the losses, right? Like you can't afford a loss at this point now as well. I'm gonna say something to you and like, honestly, we'll probably get to know each other for a long time and you'll believe it a lot more in five years than you will right now. I fucking love when people shit up. When I came out with my sneaker, I did a K-Swiss collaboration back in yeah, the Yeah, I remember, that was cool. The amount of back channel chatter, and it's right. I'm a 42-year-old white businessman. What the fuck am I doing with a collaboration, right? And there was chatter, because even though I've done well, right? There was mm -hmm. a lot of chat. I didn't do well in that world, so all the sneaker executives or all the kids in the street or all the people were chattering. I loved it so much. I, I loved when everybody- You like the adversity. My man, when I was 23 and I would like see some of my high school friends for like football during Thanksgiving and they all looked at me like, oh, you work at your dad's liquor store? My man, the the, the chemicals in my body, I, I love it. So, but, but going back to that, like you could say you love it now, but I'm sure as a young kid working at your dad's liquor store or being an immigrant, getting bad grades, these other things, these uh, like you did exper these experiences built what you now have turned <laughs> into this is a, a, an adrenaline rush. Well, like because you, you said the thing earlier about when you were like, I'm making money selling baseball cards on the weekend, but it's obviously at that point still irks you. They're like, who the hell do they think they are oh, look, mocking at, me? At some level, I listen. Like somebody's gonna leave a one star review for my book today, and it's gonna irk me. Not because <laughs> it's not gonna break me. It's just gonna be like, damn, I wish I, I wish I came through. Like I wish they like it, it. To me, it's not like they're not hurting me. It's just like I feel like I let somebody down. Like when somebody quits VaynerMedia, I'm like, damn, I let them. I I feel like it's on me. Mm. Yes. Let me tell you something, the advantage for a lot of listeners of this show, a lot of us in this room that people don't understand. The, the adversity, the negative is the advantage. Mm -hmm. People fear losing. And when you're losing from the get, <laughs> when you start off losing, you don't fear losing, you just convince yourself the game is rigged and you start dwelling. If I can get you to stop dwelling and if I can get you to stop fearing losing, 
then you're off to the races. So here, that, then that's my next question. You said if I can get you, and this mm-hmm. is one of the things we talked about with you, because mm-hmm. in this room we talk about that we sometimes are douchebags and laugh at motivation. Like we're. Well, at, we, you know, I talked to him. I was like, yo, I want to bring you on because on the show, no one on the show post motivational things. But or... we started talking about you because we're like, damn, everyone's fucking posting. We saw Cypher posting. I'm like, everyone's posting Gary Vee. Especially when we saw people in our circle because at first we were like, oh, whatever. Right, like, so you're like, what? so what is, so what is it about Gary Vee they like so much? Now, clearly we can understand right away, this is the business we're in, you're a very compelling talker, right? So like, that part's super clear. Sure. But when you said the thing of like, if I can get you to, and if I can get you, so what was the part of you that made you be like, I enjoy motivating other people to do it? I think the perspective that my mom just did it. I feel a weird, I don't wanna call it guilt. I feel almost a weird, my mom did it, my man. My mom raised me so well. My adverse, like my circumstances gave me a feeling where like I'm so happy that it's like, I don't I don't know, it's just, it, it, it kinda came natural to me to like say, like if I'm so good, like, like it just feels good. Like, like if I show you my email, I'll do it right now while we're talking. If you look at my email, it's hard not to, like, get high off of people emailing you. It's one. Listen, I don't. I didn't make any. If you go on the internet right now, there's no content about me from 2011 to 2014 for one reason. Because I'm more like you than you think. I shit on motivational speakers. I hate it. I got scared that my book went so viral that people thought I was a motivational speaker. I actually stopped making content for three years and built VaynerMedia into a $150 million business because I myself wanted to remind myself, me, that I was a businessman who happens to be rah-rah and excited more so than I'm a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. I leave money on the table every day. I can Tony Robbins and Oprah this shit to the fucking end of life. I'm just not interested. I'm interested in doing me documenting what I'm doing, putting out content, and if you happen to pick up on that, and you're it. pumped, and you wanna email me and say, you know, I was this and now I'm that, that's a high that nobody can ever understand, but I don't wanna do that full time. Got it, that makes sense. I no. think that's why your quotes aren't like esoteric and like, you know, you're, you're, when you post quotes on your IG page, it's very like matter of fact. I, well, people like, seem to love that part too, that like, your, your regular man speak in your motivation, right? Because I'm undereducated. I laugh. People are like, you're so creative. I'm like, no, it's I, I actually don't know the real quote of what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's so crazy. Like, it's funny how things happen. Your world. Good looking man back there, Mike Boyd. He's been with me for 10 years. Mike Boyd had Mac Miller and Wiz Khalifa coming through our office nine years ago before he ever hit any shows like this. He gave a Nicki Minaj shout out when she had 4,000 followers on Twitter. We've been following along the whole time. It's just that Instagram, you know, I was winning on Twitter, but Twitter was tech kids. Twitter wasn't cool in 2009, right? I was winning on all these platforms. It was just that the crescendo moment was I won on Instagram, which was much of what I always did. But the, but the real world, like the cool world, the whole world, every world came to it. And more importantly, I think entrepreneurship is on a pedestal right now. We all grew up, a lot of listeners grew up where rappers wanted to be athletes, athletes wanted to be rappers. We live in a world right now where rappers want to be athletes, athletes want to be rappers, and they both want to be entrepreneurs. That's, that's, a, that's a great point. I mean, like yeah. I was at a Knicks game with my brother and during warmups, and I'm, t- I'm living my life, I'm taking a selfie with a kid who's like, you're cool. And then I get tap on the shoulder and I look over and Chris Stapp's Porzingis comes over and he's like, I'm a fan. And my, I sat there for five minutes with my brother and I was like, 
this is the craziest shit of all time. This guy's winning New York. And entrepreneur, forget about me. Entrepreneurship has gotten into a place where people think it's cool. And by the way. Well, and Porzingis winning. I mean, <laughs> he's a winner. We like him. He's winning. The Knicks need to win more. Respect, but he's winning. <laughs> no, he's doing winning great. Life. He's winning in life. He's winning in life. life. Guys, for the last 20 years have hurt. Yeah. Like, even this hope of what he could might be. So let me like, ask you this then, Gary V. Yes, sir. Do you believe that Kristaps Porzingis, mm -hmm. if healthy, mm -hmm. is the kind of dude who can be the 1A player for the Knicks and lead them to a 100, championship? 100,000%. But you're smart. I'm real scared that he can stay healthy. When you look at that whole situation, like the frame and everything, I'm like, man, how? Well, like and, so and really, cool, right? and no, really the style the of play, right? Like he jumps, he blocks a lot of shots. He leaves his feet a lot. Like if you were I to compare him to a Dirk Nowitzki, so who right. who was so more of a jump right. shooter, stayed low to that's the ground, such a stayed, great point. he leaves the ground a lot, which makes Yo, his ankles. KP, if you're and, listening, stop jumping. Seriously, <laughs> please like stop. Like, please. But that's his game. Like, he likes to. He likes I just to be worry. Athletic. You know what? I worry two things, Gary. I worry number one about his health, and I number and number two, I worry about decisions he makes sometimes to Off rest. No, oh. to rest in in the sense that you have to be smart and you have to rest. But sometimes I'd like to see at his age a little more go getter in him. That's like, no, no, I'm not missing the Golden State I game. Think, I'm think, suiting up for Golden I think, State. I think that's super interesting. Back to psyche. I'll be honest. We're not winning shit right now. And I'm secretly like, keep banking those games. Right, right. Because if we, if, Save Fra your if, legs. Fra if Frank pops, if the, if the ball bounces right this year, if we get one right free agent as we clean this up, it can get real, real interesting. And we're going to be all real happy. Real happy. This is what I hate about sports. I'm a diehard Jets fan. My whole life in business is about <laughs> buying the Jets. Right? I saw, you know, I saw that Syfe, one of Sife's posts about you showed the Jets shit in your office. It's all I care I about. But that made, it, was a, it was a point of respect for you because your life is filled with so much winning and you're a Jets fan, which is filled with so much losing, man, which, I, is, which I appreciate. Honestly, this is, you're going to start breaking down the psyche. I would grow up a Yankee, Ranger, Nick, and Jet fan, and I'm completely Jets and Knicks. It's because I like the process more. I just like it so much more. Once you win, what? It is, it is true. Like what? Weird. Like like I made a video a long time ago. It's sitting in a bank. I held up like a newspaper, like I was like a hostage in Afghanistan, and I was like, "This is the worst day of my life." And I'm gonna air it the day I buy the New York Jets because the chase. And there's a lot of people like that. A lot of people like that. I like the chase. And people, you're gonna buy the Jets one day. I'm completely, utterly convinced. Now. Woody and Chris have to pass away at the right time. I have to have the wealth at the right time. There's so many variables I can't control. What I'm trying to control is amassing the wealth and like, and just and making moves. I sold a piece of my company to Steve Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins. It got me into the Super Bowl family. So like this weekend, instead of just like doing cool stuff, I'll be in the owners' events where you get to shake hands and kiss babies right, right. because one day those fools are gonna have to vote me in. And you know, and so I'm I'm on a 50 year mindset. When you get in, can you handle player situations like kneeling better? I think I can because I'm gonna come out with my truths the same reason people fuck with me now. I'm gonna come right out and be like, they should Because all they had to do was just stand next to those kids and say, hey, if this is what you're passionate about, we're gonna figure out a I way and work to work with I never talked politics publicly, but when that popped, I was like, because people ask me a lot because of the Jets thing, I was like, I would support my players all the way through. People, they put their bodies on the line. Man, like, forget about doing? bodies, nobody has empathy. I don't right. care what your point of view is. I, don't, I went to Mount Ida College, 95% minority kids. I went to the mall seven times in the first 14 days that I went to Mount Ida College. I got pulled over four times. You know why? Because the other three kids in the car with me were black. 
I'm like, unless you live that, you can't understand that. And I didn't live it. I lived it. I was close to it, but I'm still not it. But like, you can't, don't sit somewhere where you've never interacted with a culture and judge. You don't know what you're talking about. In the same way, in reverse. Like when I t- I'm on shows like this or when I talk to homies where I'm talking to the culture and I'm like, yo, I got friends who have $10 million in the bank, trust fund babies who are more miserable than you. They're like, get the hell out of here. I'm like, you have no empathy. That sounds good. Right. What do you think it feels like when you've lost before you started because no matter what you accomplish, everybody's gonna be like, your daddy put you on, you suck. And that starts chipping away at you. Yeah, no, it, I think that whole issue, I think that whole situation was about empathy and 100%. lack of understanding and, and it, and, and and changing the conversation to something that it had nothing to do with. Of course. Well, that's, well, that's when I stopped watching football. I stopped watching football because when the protest first started, everybody was like, don't watch this year. I was like, I'm watching football. I love football. The moment the owners and the president tried to begin this confusion, I was like, well, and they the all statements. donated to his campaign. They all hang out at the same resorts. Hey, bro, you know what they're, the pro- they're in shenanigans. Here, here, I'm not hey, bro, falling man, for it. Here's the problem, though, right? Like, we pick and choose boycotting. Like, like if you really break this down, like, for example, all my friends who love the environment, the fashion industry is doing more damage to the environment than almost every industry combined. Facts. People do pick and choose. We pick and choose. Absolutely. Like, but that's like, what boycotting is like, about. But like, right. like you know, like, don't go to casinos then because you hate win, or like, don't watch this movie because you hate that. Like, it's, yes, but to me, one of the things I, tr- I, I think a lot about is within the picking and choosing, what are you trying to accomplish? Like what people do on social media. We've got tons of tough people on social media whose actions off the Twitter are totally different. Oh, for sure. I mean, people love to say something on Twitter. Do people come for you? Are there anyone who people, I mean, I know there are people I'm sure who hate on you, but is there anyone who really comes for you like that you have problems with? Or you, I mean, you put out a lot of positive energy. People start it. What, what, What I think deters people from going is first of all, they investigate. Like people are always trying to get you especially if you're really out there. If you're pushing positivity, you're vulnerable. Because, you know, because people are always cynical because they're protecting themselves and I get it. So, one, when they start digging, they're gonna struggle because I'm like eight mile. Like, like you know, Eminem did it right at the last scene. When you put out all your vulnerabilities first. Mom's spaghetti, man. That's Mom's it. spaghetti, that's all you, you know, need. Like, that's it, like what are you gonna say? So that, and number two, I understand, I'm empathetic. Like when, peop- when people sh- shit on me or like snake oil salesman, charlatan, things I'm like, I'm like I-, I get it. Like they were on YouTube, they caught this one one minute clip. Who am I for them to spend three hours and digging through my background and figure out who I actually am? So I'm just empathetic. I'm like, I understand. Why if, you'd see you that way. If they were in the, you know, depending on this interview, if they popped in for a minute, in the right moment, I don't know where we're about to take this conversation, I can get real peacocky and real cocky and real confident and real egoed out. And if that's the one minute they popped in the car and then they went to do well, they're like, fuck that guy. You'd be like, I get it. Right. I get it. So to me, it's about the race. Like I'm always in the, Fresh Prince, Marky Mark, The Rock business. Let me explain. The Fresh Prince is a very different character. And Ebro, he did meet with The Rock, so there's a little jealousy right on. Let's just start right there. He is I know. The best. Look at that. Look at that. Well, I'm torn. There's a little hurt right there. <laughs> I heard The Rock was a real strong Republican. I gotta do some research. I, by the way, that's that's a very overstated. I just said I gotta do some research, yeah, yeah, man. Calm don't... down. You have to ride for your WWE guy. Can I just? Well, he spoke at the convention. Can we call like it WWF. I'm we old. We can't. I'm... We got work there. It's WWE. Right. I'm just kidding. You go ahead. <laughs> they don't sue. No one cares. Go, go, go ahead. Go on. Go on. Marky Mark. Yeah. The Fresh Prince. The Rock are all very different people right now, and they all got shit on when they tried to transition. Because we put people in a box. Yeah. 
like even in my little world of like a thousand fans, when I switched from the wine guy to the business guy, all the people <laughs> in the wine world were mad at me. Right. And I was like, yo, I was the business guy long before the wine guy. I'd spent the last 10 years before I started the wine show yeah, building a business. Like that. And yeah. that's it. And so like to me, I'm not worried about being booed in the third quarter. I'm just not. And so like I know how this score ends up. And so I'm just waiting. You um said you don't like speaking politics in public. Yes. Uh, why? Because people are on tilt. Tell me, tell me, tell me a little bit more about that. We have no real conversation going on. Everybody's binary. It's just not black and white. There's just a lot of issues, and like some things are gray. A lot of things. Well, it's more than less than gray. I'm thrilled to be like, yo, of course. Being mean to any group of people is just the war. You will lose forever. Negativity can win short term. You will always lose. Oh, it's winning. It won short term. It well, always, that's why he's in there. He ran on, it always, Trump ran on negativity. It always wins short. Like it's real easy to win short term negativity, right? Like, but long term positivity always wins. It's just history. But there's a lot of different little issues. So for me, it's not about money or social issues or things of that nature. It's just issue by issue by issue. So like unions. Like I was born in the Soviet Union. I don't like them as much as other people do. I'm super socially democratic. I voted for Hillary. Like, like I'm thrilled to talk about what I do. But I'm just not all here. Right. All he like. I don't like certain like things that e both parties well, we, do. And on this program, I, we openly talk. I'm an independent. I'm a registered independent, but I've never voted Republican because they tend to go down some deep moral thing. You know why? That's that right. Because so like it's for me the Republican Party's biggest issue is like you could be right of 99 issues, but if you shit on somebody, I'm, I'm already not, I broken. Can't, I can't. I can't I'm mess broken. With you. Um. On that though, it's yeah. interesting because, and where I'm, and the reason I asked you about this is because, as an immigrant, right, yeah. you come to this country yeah. and you come from the Soviet Union. Yeah. You know what that's about. Your yep. parents land here, and they yep. know what America is yep. about, right? I think one of the issues that some people have in America is they forget what this country's, uh, I guess, mission statement is, right? Some people feel lied to, right? Like mm -hmm. it's supposed to be just and fair, and they're like, it's not. Right. Some people forget, forget it's about money and capitalism. Mm -hmm. Right. And that mm -hmm. this is about money. Mm -hmm. um, what in your, I guess, the way your mom raised you, your dad raised you when you got here as an immigrant helped you really see what this was and what the game needed to be for you and your family. So for me, 42 years into the game, I think it's just about alternatives. Mm. I've lived the last 10 years where my Republican friends said they were moving to Canada when Obama won. And my Democrat friends said they were moving to Canada when Bush won the second time. Everybody's moving to Canada, yet nobody's fucking moved to Canada. Right. <laughs> like, like to me, it's just actions are louder than words. Like, like this is about alternatives. Here's the truth: the internet in America right now has given everybody a shot. SoundCloud is better than somebody sitting at the top of a record company. YouTube is better. Like like going on YouTube and Instagram and not having a casting director or an agent in Hollywood decide that you're funny. Like King Batch didn't need to like go to Hollywood and get signed. He just made Vine videos. Like I don't think people understand. So here's my thing. This is the greatest, for me, for a guy like me, this is my favorite time. Because everybody's dwelling. They're dwelling about politics. They're dwelling about Facebook is giving fake news. The Russians are hacking. I love when people are looking at the defense because that means there's more offense for me. Like to me, what it taught me is very simple, which is you either complain or you don't. You either have perspective or you don't. Like, and more importantly, these are truths. Everybody's got strengths and weaknesses. 
right? Like who would have ever thought that hip hop would become the core pillar of popular culture in America 20 years ago when it was, 30 years ago, 40 years ago when it was just this seed of a little thing that became an advantage for people that grew up in the game and know how to swag it out in today's society. Which we've seen with a lot of people who become key players in advertising guys, and business, it's, et cetera. Guys, it hasn't even stopped. Like, it's so much bigger than people realize. Like, if you don't have a sense of the streets, you're not going to be relevant, period, over the next 20, 30 years. Because that's what the internet has. Its scale of the micro becomes the macro. Now, this, back to your Say that again sure. for people who don't get it. Sure. Real simple, let me give you a couple analogies. This was the wor- this last year was the worst year for the biggest artists in the world because the machine can't help Katy Perry as much anymore. Because people are dying the death of a thousand cuts. Because Tierra Wack's gonna get her listens. Because Killy's gonna get listens. Because Lil Xan's gonna get listens. Because Gunna is gonna get listens. Alternatives. Now, it's just scale of alternatives. This right. isn't about an alternative college station running some wax. This is SoundCloud and Spotify are big. Like scale, like fucking MTV 84 scale. And that changes everything. The tastemakers and the gatekeepers are losing leverage. You guys come on here and day after day put somebody on, you'll make them. Right, you know we've if, done it, of course. But it, no, but it's not, it's not the same as it was for right. sure. No, it's not. Of course it takes not. You know why? Because yeah, if Rap Caviar puts you on four weeks in a row, you're in the mix. Right. Because yeah. if Logan and Jake Paul put you your music in their vlog for a month in a row, you're in. So tell me something you don't like about that, because I could give you I eighty thousand things I hate about I it. I love on top everything of the good about it. I'll tell so you. There's, what. Not, there's no downside. None. You think to the here's why. Not just that though. No, I got it. Internet in general. Yes. Though. The purity of the market is the market is the market. I may not like what the world has decided is awesome, but I don't have the audacity or the ego to decide that I know better. The sure. market is the market is the market, my man. Well, what about the what about the what about the numbers being leveraged by the people who are still trying to play the old game, which does happen. Break it down for me because I want to make sure I understand. Well, so for example, SoundCloud plays, yes. YouTube plays get it? altered by big business who wants to try to pl- act like they're playing in that game so they fuck with it and, and it can have an impact. It can have an impact, but the funny thing is way, way, way less than 25 years ago. We're in a place where we're trying to game a platform that is non-human versus let me give you a bag and put this on rotation until America, I mean, it's so different. I love when everybody's mad at the new game. I'm like, guys, three old white people used to control every thought you had. How do you, Michael, guys, there's a lot of youngsters listening. Guys, Michael Jackson couldn't get plays on MTV until CBS really threatened to pull everybody off of MTV. Michael Jackson. Like what world, like I know that like it feels bad and there's all these things. It's better in life than ever now, not because we're better as people, but because the internet is decentralizing the world. All this cryptocurrency, Bitcoin stuff, everybody's in the craze, they're not being thoughtful. It's not about Bitcoin, it's about blockchain and what that technology means, which is means you and I, I can sell you my home, one quick transaction on the blockchain, we both trust it, it's good, and none of the banks and all these people get their hands in our business. Right. Like shit's going down. So go get yours. Like like stop telling me you're gonna or stop telling me like you got held back. If you have a smartphone, and guess what, all of you do, well then you have a studio in your pocket. If you're so good, spit your, do I have to tell you about all the people that went and did car studio videos and put it on Instagram and are popping? Like stop bullshitting. Now there's no more excuses. 
And that's the part you really like about I it. I love oh. it because I love it because I because again I got lucky to go to Mount Ida College. My entire dorm suite were rappers, and I would watch them. And instead of saving their money and going into the studio, they would buy a fifth of Hennessy or a fucking well, dime. There, there are times when a fifth of Hennessy is very important. I mean, to the it helps with the bars, Correct. man. It does help with the bars. What? A hundred percent. But guess what? <laughs> if you don't go into the studio because all you can afford matter. is the bottle. <laughs> yeah. Or if bars, you just enjoy the Hennessy and decide, you know what, we'll just it's go just, It's exciting to me because everybody had excuses. Prince worked as a janitor in his studio and, and exchanged his fucking, mopping people's fucking piss to get in studio. That's why Prince won. It's not just talent. The only thing you can control can say, is well, the can work. I, can I add one thing there, Gary? hundred. The, the thing is, and I agree with you. Go ahead. 75% on, uh, on, on how good it is reaching an audience. Understood. But the reason we got the prince that we got yes. is because he was committed enough to the art and was that good that he was going well, to clean up piss to do it. But you guys are talking it. about different things, right? So no, no, hold the, up. Okay, the, well, but no, but like, so the reason you say you only agree with 75% is what he's saying is everybody's got a shot now. Yeah, and I agree. Right. Well, that's wait, well, wait, well, that's insanity. On. That's insanity. Right. That's insanity. Just so everybody understands, <laughs> and again, understanding the demo of this and a lot of the undertones that we're talking about, that, that is crazy. Is everything that everyone has a shot? That, yeah, it's a big deal. That takes away everything that's coming out of your mouth at the dinner table tonight, because that's the truth. Because if because if I ever think Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama or George Bush or Donald Trump has any impact on me, I'm a fucking loser. That's we'll a good say one. that again. That was a good one. Super simple. The president has no impact on your life's happiness. Go do it. So, and the reason that you guys are in different places is because everyone having a shot levels the playing field. However, you're saying, but everyone have a shot, having a shot pushes a lot of garbage into the system. However, what we've seen generally is there's some blips. There's some artists that blip that aren't the greatest at the craft. Maybe they want to get better later, right? People criticize Cardi B, right? Yep. She popped in the system, but now we're celebrating her because we see her getting better. She's continuing to work and she's taking the craft serious. I do truly believe that eventually the cream, the super talents will rise to the top. They will stay. The, the one bag won't be enough. They'll really want to do it. Not because they got rich, but because they want to be great at something. I'm just they saying want to that be the, the best at something, and I that and that I will couldn't agree more. And that will continue. And to I agree. I think for the most part, the I think for the most part, it balances. But my point is this: uh, Prince, for example, a prince out there who had nothing, so his way of doing it was by sheer brick and mortar work every single day. That person can be now. Uh, beaten in what in perceived hard work by someone who's better connected only to technology, they, right? But only if they stop, right? Because because you know you break a lot of artists, bro, who have come to you day in, day out, and they're pushing, they're pushing, mm -hmm. right? They're delivering you records every month in your email. Yep. they're emailing and you, they're not they're always great, and they're not great, but they <laughs> keep great. going, and you tell them, and they keep coming though. Sure. And they're posting on their gram and they're connecting with this one and connecting with that one and trying to create a community that's going to share their music. And they're at the Who's Next event at SOBs. Mm -hmm. And then they're hoping Drewski gives them an interview. Then maybe mm -hmm. you give them a... And they're working the system. Like they're working. And they may not make it. Yep. Especially if they stop. But they also may trip and stumble, get something that might take them to the next level. We've also seen super talents who have zero work ethic. And we're like, yo, what the fuck is your problem? Like, whoa, we're calling them. As yep. people who work in the radio station. Begging them to do more. And yeah. like, yo, my man, you are special. Or and, woman, you are and special. Honestly, honestly, my man, the, the more interesting part is for as hard as Prince worked, and I used that as the example, 
James Brown was like, fuck Prince, I worked harder. And before, J- and, you True. know, like, like it, we, can't, right. we can't help that technology changes. And Every things, generation right. has said the generation right. before where right. it doesn't understand. Because it's the truth. Technology makes things better, makes it easier. But the internet is all time. Meaning, in 200 years, when they're talking about history, they're like, that internet thing. And we got to be here in the beginning of it, which means there's more for the taking. Somebody bought an acre on this island called Manhattan for no money. Right. For a dollar. Just so everybody understands, somebody bought the land we're sitting on right now. Somebody bought that one day for a dollar. It was early. It was early America, but it happened. And I think what's happening right now, my 2.9, that's gonna be 92.9, is because I understand, oh shit. You're going for 90 million followers. I'm gonna get them all. I'm going for 7.7 billion followers. Why not? Like, why not? I got good intent. I'm intrigued. I want to see how it plays out. I def. It was funny. I was talking to my man D Rock yesterday. I was like, D Rock, how long do you think it would take me to become the most famous person in Chile? And he said, nine months. And I was like, cool. <laughs> and then I, this is why this, I'm glad you picked up on it. I'm like, the fact that we're even having this conversation is so ludicrous. The fact that I can do Facebook ads and Instagram ads and put out content for six to nine months in Chile for the tune of maybe eight to $15,000. And literally, if I take a flight to Chile nine months later and get off, it's gonna be like a Hasselhoff in Germany situation where people are just gonna lose their mind. That's special. That's, that, it is what it is. And so everybody's dwelling like Russians are hacking us and everybody's in my feed. Nobody's in your feed. You liked something, that's why shit's showing up. We don't like blaming ourselves, we like blaming something else. Let's go into that, please. Because a lot of people don't realize that about their behavior on the internet, and it does make people afraid. I had a whole debate yesterday mm-hmm. with the, what is it, the Amazon's Alexa's listening mm-hmm. to you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, versus, uh, what is I Apple? Want, I want Alexa to listen to me, by the way. Just so everybody knows. I want Alexa why? listening. Because she's gonna make my life better if she hears everything. Tell me, what, what does that mean? If she knows everything on my mind, she can get smarter and then make it easier for me. If she knows that I'm talking about root beer with my buddy, she can hit me up four days later and be like, yo, root beer's on sale. Well, people, but why, but, but let the me fear, explain, talk bro. about the fear in that that the people The fear have, is people don't understand what happened. It's over. Guys, it's a wrap. There's no hiding. Here's what's gonna happen over the next 100 years, and I'm glad I'm putting it on film and audio right now because either maybe I'll be alive because technology's changing or my great grandkids are gonna be proud of me. We're about to go through the craziest 100 year of human beings. We're gonna take one big step backwards. We're in the beginning stages. I think we're gonna have a 10, 12 year of tension about all this shit, right? This is not, by the way, this is not going away tomorrow. If, by the way. You mean the State of the Union tonight is not gonna fix our tension? Never, never does, in either direction, right? Definitely (laughs) not gonna fix our tension, of course. That's what he does. But, you have to understand what's gonna happen. Everybody's gonna get called to the mat. And then what people are gonna realize over the next 20, 30 years is like, wait a minute, everybody's flawed on something. Who's perfect? There's not a person in this room that doesn't do something that all the rest of us would judge as a real bad thing. It's just the way it is. So it's gonna take us 40 years to get there. But once we do, people will be like, okay, wait a minute, we need to reset. Like if everybody's got something, we need to react appropriately to that something. We need to have different conversations. Like the way we treat alcoholism today or depression today the way we didn't 30 or 40 years ago, right? That scarlet letter is gonna change. And what's gonna happen is we're gonna live totally different lives. We're gonna be far more acceptant of shortcomings over time because the hypocrisy is gonna be out the bag. Some cultures, would, I would argue, are already there. 
Yeah, I Some agree. Some societies are I agree. Already there. France Some. with sex, for example, yeah, yeah. right? Like people just roll. Like I did a lot of wine business. Like I can <coughs> never forget. I was a young kid. I'm rolling to like business meeting. Dude walks in and first walks in his wife. I'm like, hello. And then some younger woman walks in. And she sits down. I'm like, is this the daughter? Nope. That's just the mistress. But it's accepted in that culture at scale. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you same thing. Exactly. And Sounds like, lit. And like, yeah. You should move. <laughs> Sounds like. But like honestly, it's gonna be a lot of that stuff, and that's how we're gonna. When stigma gets away, we can start addressing mental health and alcoholism and drug use, and it's just. I think it's gonna be crazy good, but first we had to like get the light shined on our darkness. People are getting called out at scale right now, and it hasn't even start started. Excuse me, right? Tip like, of the iceberg. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's you just, see it every day. It happened yeah. in your guys' world yesterday again. Like it's every day. Now, the same, by, by the way, Gary V, right? for the eight people listening or watching who do not know what Gary V is doing. His book, Crushing It, is out today. It's available. Yes, everywhere. Everywhere. And he's crushing it. And this is the follow-up to Crush It. He was he was going to crush it. <laughs> he's now been crushing it. And the follow-up book, Crushed It, will is going to be phenomenal. Will be read at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, what I'm, say I'm actually that. not even joking. I'm actually thinking that's what I'm going to do. Oh, I'm come write. on. you got to talk at your own funeral. That's what you do is talk. Uh, by the way, I love funeral. Really? You're a big I, funeral guy. Uh, no, I hate it. Okay. I love my funeral. What? Already? Already. You already planned it. I just have a feeling my 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 family's gonna be surprised how many people show up. That they will be. If they're if they're sleeping on you right now, they they will because be. Because here's the thing. Think about the people you and I'm actually gonna go a different place. It's not about ninety two million or seven point seven. Whose funeral think right now, this is gonna be this is gonna interest you because I'm into this shit. Whose funeral in the last like three, four years, whose funeral you went to and whose you didn't will fascinate you. Funerals are the great exposure of what your relationship was. Oh, it's, absolutely. It's super, it blows me away of the ones that I was willing to miss. So that's a great, I'm not going to lie, it's a great question. We, I could do two days on this. <laughs> that's crazy, right? I, I love, I, that is a great point. And, and honestly. Because you can't miss, the ones that you can't miss, you can't miss. You can't miss. So it means you absolutely didn't miss it. And guess it wasn't what? like something else came and guess up. What? You couldn't miss that it. That wasn't because I put a fresh fucking quote on Instagram. No. That wasn't because they saw a video and it made them a little extra money. That wasn't that. That was some stuff that only my inner circle knows. That's where I'm living my real life. That is the but, stuff but, I'm most But I will about. say this right. from, from being uh, doing this job for 30 years. There are people. Since who, you were one? No, since I was 15. You're looking good, man. <laughs> um, thanks, man. Um, it. It will surprise you the amount of people that honestly feel like you're a part of their life. A hundred. Right? When and when they approach you, a hundred percent. You're like, bro, I don't I don't even know you like that. But yeah. they know you like that. And they will be at your funeral if you gave them the opportunity because in their world, right, it's it's just different. It's especially the kind of work you do with the way you tap into people. Well that's well that's right. And and that's been what's interesting to me. And I've been more fascinated because like real legends, let's talk about music for a second, like David Bowie, Prince, like Sting, who's gonna be here in eight minutes, by the way, so we really have to consider Okay, that. so I'm gonna drag this out so I can give Sting some dabs. <laughs> second, uh, on a real note though, it's crazy, right? Like Prince, that was a thirty six hour news cycle. Like it's like I'm like you know I'm in it for the legacy right, I'm getting a little bit like beaten up. I'm like man, well, no, you're some new, uh, real Gary, legends are like only getting like one day Gary, and we're moving on. Gary, right? you're crushing it. Let's be honest, the book's called Crushing It. Your news cycle right now, it's it's like 38 seconds. Mine, a small thing in the daily news. I mean, we know we got we got to get to the I next level. The, I know. Let's we got to get to work. You need to get <laughs> if you want to get that news cycle. I get that it. News, like, that Princess Diana. I get I mean, it. You, I get it. Because that's but, when you know when you're like, wow, this I'm, took over the Are you guys really news. concerned about your death news am, cycle right I now? I'm, I'm, I, by the way, I think about ready, that, guys. Ebro, that's probably You want to take it to a different place? It's the only thing I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being de- I, 
I just want every. I'm just so you, you know, just want at least seven days new cycle for seven Gary Vee. Stop want it. Only word, Michael got I want seven. November 14th to be a national holiday in America. Your Wait, you already know you're going to die on November 14th? No, it's no, my it's birthday. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm like, kidding. I'm kidding. Like, I'm on kidding. a very serious note, like, why not? Why not have an ambition to do so much impact? Like, why not? No facts. Like, why not? Like, Muhammad Ali is Muhammad Ali because he understood the media at the time. Yeah. And I understand the media at this time. Yeah, you, you do. By the way, and Dr. King was someone who also really understood the media well. Are you kidding? Yeah, like master of media. Guys, that's who, like, just, just to wrap up, and I know you guys, I got to bounce. The people that understand where the attention is, win. When you say the streets, that's called the attention. And so figure that out. Once you figure that out, everything in your life will and be And relative better. to your world. Correct. Right? Relative to yeah, what you you're trying make, to accomplish. You can't start making up stuff. Right. Right? You can't start making up stuff because you will be exposed real quick. Real quick. I don't talk, go look at all my content. I talk about very few things. Like, if you want to talk about 1980s wrestling, I'll talk to you. Great. Right? I'll talk about Bastion. 90s hip hop too, right? I'll, that's exactly right. Because those are the couple of things I knew. I'll talk about Matt. I talk about wine. I talk about the stuff I know. When you start thinking you're somebody and now you're special and you start trying to have your two cents on something, reason I talk about the reason one of the biggest reasons I don't talk about politics is I know that I don't know a lot. Right. I read a headline, but I see people talking about the things I know. They think they know about Instagram. They think they know about Snapchat. Right. They're social media experts. They write books. They're clowns. <laughs> now this is my kind of talk. <laughs> Thanks, Gary, Gary. Give it up so much. Much. New book, crushing it. Hey, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary Vee Experience. Now go out and share this. Pass it on. Let me know what you thought.